As the rector of St. Bride's Church, Fleet Street, I warmly welcome you to this service, which is brought to you while our doors are closed due to the coronavirus outbreak. It has been collated from our archive of live choral music, together with readings, prayers, and a sermon recorded for this service. I shall be offering this act of worship on your behalf, so please join your prayers with mine. May the light and hope of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. It is a great delight to welcome you to St. Bride's to our choral Eucharist on this, the first Sunday after Trinity. Wherever you are in the world, and however you are listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St. Bride's family. We begin now with our opening prayer. Let us pray. We say together, Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open 
all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. Forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We stand for the glory.
O God, the strength of all those who put their trust in you, mercifully accept our prayers, and because through the weakness of our mortal nature we can do no good thing without you, grant us the help of your grace, that in the keeping of your commandments we may please you both in will and deed, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Old Testament reading is taken from the book of Genesis, chapter 18, beginning at the first verse. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, My Lord, if I find favour with you, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread that you may refresh yourselves, and after that you may pass on, since you have come to your servant. So they said, Do as you have said. And Abraham hastened into the tent to Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of choice flour, knead it and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant, who hastened to prepare it. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, Where is your wife, Sarah? And he said, There, in the tent. Then one said, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife, Sarah, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening in the tent entrance behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. It had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I have grown old and my husband is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? At the set time I will return to you in due season, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. He said, Oh yes, you did laugh. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The epistle is taken from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 5, beginning at the first verse. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we still were sinners, Christ died for us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed 
and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the labourers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out labourers into his harvest. Then Jesus summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to cure every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, also known as Peter, and his brother, Andrew. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother, John. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus. Simon, the Canaanian, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without payment, give without payment. This is the Gospel of the Lord. May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our churches are to be open again for silent prayer from tomorrow and anticipating that perhaps, I realised this week how often in times of lockdown I have imagined the interior of an empty church, be that St Bride's, one of the churches in Sussex that I pass on my walks, or a more generalised imaginary space. Whilst I have longed to enter these familiar spaces over these days, I've also been reminded of the words of R.S. Thomas, who wrote of a great absence that is like a presence. I've then struggled to identify why those words seem so apposite. I've noted that it is significant to know that there are holy spaces set aside in our world, even when we are prevented from entering them. In his book, Finding Sanctuary, which was our Lent book this year, Christopher Jameson, former abbot of Worth Abbey, reflected that in the turbulence of life, it is very difficult to see the real state of things. The existence of places of solitude and silence, and indeed of the religious life, provide an anchor. They prevent us from losing our bearings, from wandering from the way. Our churches are sacramental spaces. They are where we welcome new members to the body of Christ in the waters of baptism, 
and where we receive and share Christ's sacrifice in the Eucharist. They can also be thought of as outward and visible signs of another inward and invisible grace, namely the Spirit's continuous prayer at the altar of our hearts. In silent, prayerful contemplation, we can enter this place as our usual preoccupations drift away. At the start of lockdown, I had thought I might find rather more time than usual for solitude and silence. In reality, they have proved as challenging as ever. I'm increasingly aware, though, of their importance, particularly as we have begun to ask ourselves what life might be like after the pandemic. This crisis and its effects have prompted a recognition of the need for change, resonating as it does with calls for environmental protection, for climate justice, for gender and racial equality. More than at any previous time I can recall in my lifetime, there are many voices calling us to recognise our own complicity in these issues and prompting us to imagine how we might do things differently. In this morning's Gospel, we hear that when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the labourers are few. Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest to send out labourers. What is the labour that we are called to in these days? The crisis that we are living through is an important moment for our world and for our church. The impacts have already been enormous in lost lives, both directly from coronavirus and as a result of delays in other urgent care. It has challenged mental health and caused enormous economic and financial hardship. There is inevitably, it appears, more to come, but the eventual scale of these impacts the extent to which they will be borne by the most vulnerable in our world, and whether we are set on paths of division or cooperation are yet to be determined. Jesus charged the disciples to cure the sick, to raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, and cast out demons. The language here may be difficult for us, our understandings of health and sickness are completely different from what they were in first century Palestine. Leprosy is thankfully beyond most of our experience, although of course it is still present in some nations of the world, despite being entirely treatable. Talk of demons is obscure beyond the fantastical imaginings of book and screen. If we get beyond these difficulties, we can see the wisdom in this passage. We are in need of healing, physically, mentally and spiritually, to make us whole. Many in our world have lost any appreciation of the spiritual dimension of life. 
we can be possessed by pride, greed, envy, selfishness. We are called to respond to these needs and to proclaim afresh the good news in our day. We require discernment to recognise where the Spirit may be guiding us. We need places of solitude and silence where our prayer may become receptive. With all the talk of isolation in recent weeks, it occurs to me that there is much to recover in Christian teaching about solitude. The growing societal concern in recent years over social isolation is essentially a product of diminished community and familial networks on the one hand and expanded individualization on the other. These forces too often leave people cut off from family and friends, but this is quite different from intentional solitude and religious communities may have much to teach us. Brother Ramon, a Franciscan who spent long periods living alone, reminds us that true solitude is the home of the person. False solitude is the refuge of the individualist. He writes of his own experience of solitude as leading him into ever greater loneliness and compassion. He draws a connection between the two suggesting that in isolation, focused on life in God's presence, he, he grew closer to his brothers and sisters, despite his absence from them. This dynamic is one that is increasingly alien to modern experience. We may have much to recover. Our churches will open their doors again in the days ahead. Many of us will look forward to the opportunity to visit. Others will be unable to leave their homes because of their vulnerability. Whilst we cannot worship together, I hope that experiences of solitude and silence can be places of discernment, inspiration, consolation and assurance that the kingdom of heaven has come near. Thanks be to God, who is Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven, 
and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of life, for the gift of each new day, for the wonders of creation and the natural world around us, for all that we have that we can so easily take for granted. Help us to remember that we are all your children, made in your image that there is one race, which is the human race. Grant us the courage to confront injustice, discrimination and violence in all its forms. Help us to feel the pain of those who endure prejudice and persecution, those who are robbed of the human dignity that is rightfully theirs. May we never rest or feel complacent while we know that others suffer. Guide and direct us all with your Holy Spirit that we may strive to make this world a place that is more peaceful, more compassionate and more just. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. We pray for the leaders of the nations and for our own government and parliament, for all whose decisions have a profound and lasting impact upon the lives of others, particularly at this time of social and economic uncertainty. We pray for our health workers for those who care for the frail, the vulnerable, and the sick. We remember those who work in education, for all journalists and those who work in the media, who provide us with our window onto a troubled world, we offer our prayers this day. We remember those who strive to keep our country fed and our essential services running. Bless and support them all in their work. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the church throughout the world and for those entrusted with its leadership. We ask your blessing upon this Church of St. Bride, giving thanks for all who have kept alive the flame of faith here over many centuries. 
We offer our prayers for our parish and community and for all members of the wider family of St. Bride across the world. We pray for all who feel in need of spiritual refreshment at this time, for those who are seeking you but have yet to feel your presence. Surround us all with your love and strengthen us in times of trouble and uncertainty. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the sick and for the suffering. We remember especially this day all who are suffering from the effects of coronavirus, especially in those countries and communities where medical care and health care provision is in short supply. We pray for all who are unwell in hospital or at home and for those who care for them. We pray for those who will spend this day alone, afraid and abandoned. And we pray especially for those known to us who are enduring the darkness of physical mental or emotional pain. Loving God, we name them before you in the silence of our hearts and we ask your blessing upon them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who have died and for any who are dying now. For those whose year's mind falls at this time, and for any who are enduring the pain of bereavement and loss. Especially this day, we pray for the repose of the soul of Jerry Wright, a much-loved member of our congregation, guildsman, and former church warden here, who passed away last Saturday. We pray for him, for members of his family, and for all who mourn his loss. May he, together with all who are now held safe in your loving arms, rest in peace and rise in glory. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. And we pray for ourselves and for one another, for the tasks that lie ahead of us this coming week, for the challenges that face us, and for the joys that await us. And we pray that in all things we may work for your glory. Heavenly Father, we ask for your protection and guidance. May your love surround us. May your wisdom inspire us. May your will direct us. May your strength sustain us. And may your holy angels guard, protect, and defend us in all that we do. We ask this in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of thy Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. 
Amen. Will you please stand? Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. We meet in his name and we share his peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. 
Through your goodness, we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness, we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. For he is your living word. Through him you have created all things from the beginning and formed us in your own image. Through him you have freed us from the slavery of sin, giving him to be born of a woman and to die upon the cross. You raised him from the dead and exalted him to your right hand on high. Through him you have sent upon us your holy and life-giving spirit and made us a people for your own possession. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts, in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your, holy, by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, 
so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal Father, we thank you for nourishing us with these heavenly gifts. May our communion strengthen us in faith, build us up in hope, and make us grow in love. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. 
Amen. of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.